0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day comes to us from the book of Jeremiah, the 23rd chapter, especially these words, I did not send the prophets, and yet they ran. I did not speak to them, and yet they prophesied. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. One cultural commentator noted this. Times are bad. Children no longer obey their parents and everybody is writing a book. No doubt those words ring pretty true. Times are, in many ways, not very good. Children do dismiss their authority of their parents with pretty good regularity. And everyone thinks, That their own ideas are so wise that they must be captured and then sent off to everyone else to read. So who was it who was this astute cultural commentator of our day? Well, his name was Cicero, and he lived about 2,100 years ago. You know, sometimes when you read things from the past, you're simply left saying, this could have been written today. You know, the words of our Old Testament reading for today are words like that. They are words that God speaks first and foremost about the day when Jeremiah lived, and yet they could certainly have been written today. He wrote these words we just heard. I did not send the prophets, but they ran. I didn't speak to them. And yet they prophesied. Yes, in the days of Jeremiah, prophets who had never been sent by God were running out to teach the people. Prophets who had not received a word from the Lord were going out and preaching to the flock. And some things, well, they never change. For these words indeed could be written about today. And no doubt, that's one of the reasons why God has preserved them for our hearing on this day. Yes, our landscape, too, is filled with false prophets. Those who claim to speak for God, but instead, on the largest part of what they say, they are doing nothing more than simply spouting their own opinions. They speak about their dreams and their visions, instead of echoing the word of God, as they should. They have not been sent, and yet they speak. They do not have the word of the Lord in their mouth, and yet they preach, often to large crowds. The only thing that's changed, perhaps, is how these false prophets get their word into our ears, for, based on technology, no longer do they have to run from town to town in order to get their false prophecy around all of the towns. No, both in audio and video formats, their words can be sent right into our homes through the radio, through television, or through the internets. The books they write, well, they're published, and they're often put in the Christian bookstore right next to the Holy Bible. In fact, it's so bad that one website that sort of does satire suggested that some of these major Christian bookstores should probably have a section simply entitled false teachers. He went on to suggest if they did it, it might be the largest section in their stores. Yes, many times these false preachers, these false prophets get Quite the attention. They're often the ones who are invited on television to make a comment about what's going on in our world. And you know, when they start speaking, they don't at first appear like little devils. Instead, their mouths appear to be filled with honey. They say that if you just believe in God, well then every trouble of your life and the world will go away. They say you don't need to worry about those controversial moral topics of our day because that would just make people uncomfortable and they might leave. They say that one's desire for more and more stuff is not sin, but rather it's something God placed inside of us because he wants to prosper us financially. Yes, what appears as honey in their mouth is actually poison because it's not the word of the Lord. And as we said, it's not always to tell easy to tell who is who in this regard. Who are the false prophets and who are the true prophets? Who are the pastors and preachers we should listen to and who are the ones that we should close our ears to? After all, even the false prophets, do say true things. They even quote the word of God. We must ask instead, what is their main message? Most of these false prophets dress the part. In fact, quite frankly, it seems that the more falsehood that a preacher preaches, the nicer his suit. Yes, they even carry the Bible with them at all times. But none of these things necessarily mean that they should be listened to. So how ultimately do we know? Well, first, we have to ask ourselves, are they speaking their own words and opinions, or are they echoing the word of the Lord? Secondly, we might ask this question. Do their words bring glory to Christ, by drawing attention to his death and resurrection? Or do they simply speak words that please those in front of them? And finally, the words of our text from Jeremiah suggest that there is one other way to tell who are the true prophets and who are the false ones. And that is this, to ask what word do they bring when people are turning away From God and His ways. Jeremiah says that the false prophet will always tell those people that all is well. They will tell people that there is no disaster going to befall you if you continue to walk in that way. Yes, it says. The false prophets say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. True prophets instead speak the truth. If we are walking away from God, the true prophets tell us that things are not well. And that if we continue to walk that way, we will meet spiritual impossible temporal disaster. True prophets don't do this because they enjoy bringing bad news to people. They do it because they are compelled to speak the word of God that they see before them. They understand that their job is to simply echo what God has done and would do in this situation. And what does God do when people are walking away from him? He calls them away from their sin. He doesn't just pat them on their back as they walk away. Instead, we might say that he gives us a little slap on the back of the head in order that we might turn again to him. And that, then, is what the true prophets are to do. They are to not allow people to go on and walk in ways that would make them spiritually sick Instead, they are to urge them to turn from their sins in order that they might find forgiveness, life, and salvation with Jesus in his church. Now, none of us are good at letting people point out our errors. We all like to surround ourselves with people that will tell us that everything is okay and that everything will be okay if we just keep doing what we're doing. You know, if that's the way we operate in our lives, there is no doubt that soon our ears will be filled with the words of a false prophet. And no doubt in our day and age, they are all around. There are preachers out there that will help you justify any sin that you want to. Or at least there are preachers out there that will never speak a word about whatever you choose to do. They'll let you just head right off into spiritual danger, all the while casting a smile upon you. But the scriptures say that Christ's true ministers deal with us according to his command. And when they are working in that sphere of simply telling us what the word of God says, well, it is then that we can be sure that their word is God's word and that we should trust it at all times. Indeed, then we remember that their word, whether it is bringing condemnation or life, is a word that is echoed in heaven. Our Lord Jesus told the apostles that whatever sins they forgave, they would be forgiven in heaven. And whatever sins they did not forgive, they would not be forgiven. You see, if God's ministers are operating outside of God's command... We never can have any confidence in any word that they speak. The Catechism tries to make this simple for us and says that how we can truly gain confidence in the word of the people that God has sent to us is that we see them doing their job, their God-appointed job to do. It says that those who are called ministers of Christ are to exclude from the congregation those who go on in open, unrepentant sin. And they are to forgive those who confess their sins and wish to do better. Now we rather like the second part of that equation, and we should, because it's the gospel. That when we confess our sins, God will forgive us and give us new life. But that first part we're a little more uncomfortable with. Where God tells us that to those who are strained in sin, the law must be spoken. And if the words alone are not powerful enough, then we must follow that up with actions in the church that let that person know what they are doing to their own spiritual condition, that they are walking away from the church and from God through it. I suppose the real reason we're uncomfortable with that part is we're always afraid it's going to be turned against us and our sins. Well, if it is then a true prophet has been among us. God has sent his word to call us back from sin and to life. So who are you listening to? Are you listening to true prophets or false ones? Are you listening to people that will simply tell you what you want to hear and put a rubber stamp on whatever you want to do? Or are you willing to hear the word of those who might expose sin in your life in order that it might be forgiven. Yes, what teachers are you giving your ears to? On the radio, on the TV, on the internet? What books are you reading? What movies are you watching? Just because something claims to be Christian does not necessarily mean that it contains God's pure word. What about those you know also your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, your kids, who are they listening to? Are they listening to false prophets all the time, believing that they have the true word of God? If so, we must pray for them and speak when we have the opportunity. Oh, All of us together must admit that we are all prone to want to listen to people who will say, all is well. Rather than listening to someone who might say to us, disaster and damnation lie ahead. Yes, when we are stuck in our sins, we like to just be told it's okay. But the true prophets of God do not say that. And they do not say it because God does not say that. No, God loves us precisely in one way and one way only. By calling us away from our sins and to his son, Jesus. That's how he loves us every time. And so the true prophets of God must do so as well. It's what God does here week after week in his house. God ultimately sends his messengers forth with one goal in mind. That all might rest knowing the truth. And the truth, his name is Jesus. God will not allow you to simply wander away into disaster and damnation. He loves you far too much for that. He calls you away from sin. And he calls you back to his son, and when you are with his son, then it is well. For with him there is forgiveness, life, and salvation. Then no disaster will befall you For Jesus, make sure that you are guarded and protected from evil. This is the message of God. It is the message of the true prophets of God of all time. Yes, this message is timeless. It's the message God sent out through his prophet Jeremiah many, many years ago. It's a message that Jesus spoke when he walked among the people of his day, and it is the message of the Spirit which he puts forward in his church even this day. May that message, which calls us away from sin and to our Savior Jesus, ever be spoken to us. Amen.